Hello, I'm Jeremy McFarlane, Head of Creative Engagement here and welcome to the first Sea of Thieves podcast of 2023 and I have got a star-studded lineup for you <laughs> here today who are all going to introduce themselves so that I don't have to and they're also going to tell you what their favourite day of the week is and why and starting yourself. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, I'm Joni, Executive Producer on Sea of Thieves and my favourite day of the week is Tuesday. <laughs> Because because it's the first day that I come into the studio and see all of you lovely folks, Aww. you see. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I'm like vomiting inside as well. <laughs> that shows I can deliver anything with sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Chapman. I'm creative director on Sea of Thieves, and I'm going to say Monday oh. because no one's going to say Monday. It's a little bit unexpected, true, so I'll yeah. say Monday. That's how excited I am. Um, I'm Christina. I'm the head of community and communications. And my favourite day of the week is Saturday because I'm not bizarre and would pick a weekday. I, <laughs> like, I like spare free time with a spare free day coming the day after. That's, that's my vibe, yeah. Nice. My name's uh, Andrew Preston. I'm a lead designer. And yeah, my favourite day is Saturday as well for the same reasons, really. What about you, John? What's your favourite day of the week? Favourite day of the week's Friday. Because I think, like, although you still got, like, somewhat you're kind of finishing that up and you get the relief of going, like, oh, it's all, that's kind of done. I have put that behind and then you get to do something on the Friday night and you, you feel like you've got a whole weekend ahead of you. So it's kind of like yours, but I want the extended extra day. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoy Fridays. Thrilling, isn't it? I wonder what, Which our, is I wonder what our engagement's looking like on the, on the <laughs> podcast stats. <laughs> <laughs> after that, after that <laughs> scintillating <laughs> opening. Like, Just what they tuned in for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First community parlor 23. Yeah. <laughs> what new content do you want to see? No, we're not having nah. that. <laughs> What's your favourite day of the week? Oh, nice, thank you. Yeah, so it's uh, what we in the industry call an icebreaker. Mm, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Ice broken. Yeah, do you feel like yeah, 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 yeah. relaxed and yeah. you feel yeah. relaxed? Oh, yeah. Sub zero. <laughs> Still sub zero. Thaw <laughs> <laughs> me out, please. <laughs> Uh, so as well, just as a reminder, as always, uh, letting you know that if you want to listen to this, it's available in any reputable podcast app. And if you want to go watch us and see these lovely, lovely faces that are sat around me, then go and watch over on our YouTube channel forward slash Sea of Thieves. Um, and Christina will, will be taking uh, questions. <laughs> yeah, Christina will be taking <laughs> questions. Personally. And well, yeah. <laughs> so like, DM her. On, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Find Instagram me on Instagram. Send me everything. You, you can find her on Tumblr. MySpace. Ask FM. Oh, yeah, perfect for this platform. Yeah. Retro. Bebo. On all of them. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to ask a, a question, use the hashtag SOP podcast because uh, Christine will be talking to some, asking some of your questions from last time. Yes, I will. Yeah. yeah. There's a few. Oh, yeah, there's a few. And she knows exactly what they are. She's going to be asking them. I've memorised them. <laughs> and my laptop definitely didn't run out of battery five minutes ago. So it's going to be really good. But we'll continue not jumping into the Sea of Thieves stuff yet. Because we've had a little break, right? It's been a little <laughs> while. Can we just get to Sea of Thieves? No. Please. Everyone listening's like, oh my God, And I want, I want to find out how people are. Like, <laughs> were you <What's> okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get plenty of time okay. for Sea of Thieves. This is going to be like an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> How are people? Just in general. Pretty good. Yeah. Very, very well rested. Well rested, refreshed, ready to go. Moderately tanned. Yeah, mm. I'm all good. Mm. Yourself, Mike? How you been? How was your your break? Your festive it break? It was it was wonderful. Yeah. So 
managed to go away for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was the first time, which was amazing. So um, went to the, with the family to the Maldives, Ooh. which was very Shores of Plenty, very Sea of Thieves. Um, so totally detached and enjoyed Christmas with the family, but did reread both Sea of Thieves novels and Treasure Island. So felt it was, it was like reading on location. It was very <laughs> relaxing and they've come back... See, excited for the year ahead, but no, appreciated a, a lovely break over Christmas. It was good. Yourselves? Also went to the Maldives. Um, Did you? No, I went to Leeds <laughs> <laughs> to see family. <laughs> yeah, no, so sincere. Yeah. Also, I can deliver winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was lovely. It was really good. And then re- more recently, obviously, we released Goldeneye, which has been absolutely amazing because I've, I've managed to work on that a little bit as well. So I feel very good about the start of the year from like a rare perspective. Not just Sea of Thieves, like... Rail across the board, so it's good times. None of my stuff's as impressive as any of this. Releasing Goldeneye, like going on holiday, no, just just a chilled out um, break with with Shelley and the and the Crows family, just unwinding after uh, the busy year that we had last year and and getting ready for the for the year ahead. But yeah, it was nice. And that's a good way to segue into the busy year you had at the end of last year. We're talking about season eight. What, do you mean me personally? Like, or... Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's your thought? So I actually went away the day after... or the day before it launched, I think, um, to Japan. So it was a bit of a strange time for me because I was on the other side of the world kind of anxiously hoping that it all launched, um, you know, successfully and, and kind of checking in and watching people on Twitch play it for the first time whilst, uh, you know, in a completely different uh, time zone. But... Um, yeah, very exciting period. Um, feel like it went down well, and I was I was kind of happy with the reception that it got, and um, and what it's added to the game for sure. Yeah, amazing release, obviously. Andy and the team working on that together, something we talked about for a, for a long time, and like I think towards the end of development with Insiders, Andy and the team working close with Insiders. I think it's one of those releases that it had it had the it had the law. It had the new environments. It had the cool new rewards. It had the great core cool gameplay, and it, it felt like it had a little bit of everything. And honestly, that's quite hard to do normally. Normally, our releases focus on very specific things, like captaincy bringing in a new way to play. But it's largely done through UI and systems and new rewards. But season eight felt like it had a little bit of everything. But I think the thing I'd give credit to Andy and the team for is how quickly we've been able to respond. I think I think we were really happy with how season eight landed, and obviously the stories are fantastic, and the reception was fantastic. But as with any feature that's that complex, right? There's little balancing changes we want to make. We do see exploits, bugs that arise out in the world that you don't see in insiders. I think the team's done a fantastic job of just responding really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think I think releases. We look at last. I think looking back now, now we're in 2023. Looking back to last year, like. I mean, towards Captaincy and Sea of Bones Season 8 were huge in terms of what they added to the game, but we see them, I guess, less like the way we've added features in the past where we add them, they become part of the sandbox, part of the world, and then we move on. I think we knew going into Season 7 and Season 8 that these were new platforms that we're going to build on in the future. So from the team's perspective, I think last year was just huge, right? Having Season 7 and then Season 8 following after it, two big new updates to the Sea of Thieves, but... Players will definitely see in you know this year and beyond. Obviously, we'll keep doing new things, but you will see us build upon those feature sets, which is really exciting. So just yeah, just just 
proud of all the work the team is doing to keep making the most of what we've added. Yeah, I think actually with season eight, like you, you touched on it briefly at the start of that around the working with insiders, but also with partners and stuff. And it was something that I kind of witnessed from, from afar, but how closely you worked. But even from so early on sharing, like here's what we're going to be doing, taking feedback at that stage, at the written stage and tweaking and changing plans. Yeah. And then all the way through, right? It was like, such a close collaboration. <laughs> Absolutely. With, with I, like the partners were like instrumental to the, the success of that season. Like, and we got in there so early considering you know, the roadmap of season eight and usually we kind of work away as a team and then we get it to insiders and we have kind of a little bit of time to react, but not but not much. Whereas with season eight, because it was so combat focused and and our partners kind of play the game, they know the kind of matter of Sea of Thieves, what the kind of combat experience is like. It felt like we needed to be talking to them very, very early in the development um, to make the most of it. And Thank God we did that meeting because um, there were so many kind of changes to the design of season eight that came off the back of that initial meeting that we had with them. Um, you know, points around toxicity and, and people getting coming back for, for more for after a fight has kind of concluded and that kind of flow that we have where players sink and then get moved to a, to a different um a different environment away from the people that they've just fought. All of that kind of came from the partners. Um, and they were some of the biggest changes that made it feel like healthy competition where, you know, you kind of finish a game and, and say good game and move on and, and, and kind of have those, those, those little moments with players. But I'm kind of really thankful to the team as well, specifically that, that built season eight, like the build, the build rats, because they were very receptive to the changes that came along the way from the partners, from the insiders. Like, I was adamant to not have battle bounds in, in season eight and then we've got it into insiders and it was like, oh, it's, just, it's just not going to work unless we do this. And, you know, we listened to that feedback and we made the changes that we needed to make. But the build rats were the team that were kind of receptive enough to kind of make those changes late in the day, push forward to try and make the best experience for the players. So, um, yeah, that was really, really thankful for that as well. It's not just... <clears throat> before season eight that you were taking the feedback on? Because obviously we've introduced a couple of significant changes to season eight since. And I wonder if it's worth recapping what we've changed. Because I think yeah. it's really, it's really like... I've got the patch notes. Well, like, I think whenever you've got something competitive, there's a lot of emotion in, in, in the kind of feedback because it's just, you know, it's, it's kill or be killed. And, and if you lose, it, it feels, oh, it was tense and I want to either win or, I mean, I want to lose, I want to lose fairly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I guess, like, when the feedback came flooding in after the launch of, um, of Season 8, we were kind of on it as a team to kind of go, what are the biggest hitting problems here? Um, Blunderbombs come to mind as a, as a big kind of issue at the, at the launch of um, Season 8 in terms of, like, the frequency in the world. Um, you know, how, how much they kind of change the battles by kind of popcorning players off of the ships and stuff like that. And whilst I was away in, the, in Japan, the team were making a bunch of changes to all of that stuff. Um, and then that all got kind of packaged up, ready to go for December. Um, and then, again, we got like a nice positive bump there again in December yeah. for like, you know, the community um, feeling and being receptive to the feedback. And then... After a couple of weeks, it kind of changes into like the next biggest problems down the list, which turned out to be around the, the queue times, which um, 
something like speaking openly. I was, uh, you know, I was anxious about that throughout. I know you know I was as well. Timing <laughs> other games and how long it takes them to get into <laughs> matches and, and stuff like that. But um, we were. We were suspecting we might need that. I know I spoke to you, Mike, before I actually flew to Japan mm -hmm. to say, suspect this might happen. I think we can fix it in this way. Um, like, what do you think? And then we were like, yeah, let's do it. So work began on um, same faction battles and cross-stamp migration before launch of, of Season yes. 8 to try and get it ready. And I kind of was seeing that kind of growing sentiment in the community around the queue times and felt like we need to kind of reach out to them and say, hey, we've, we know what's going, what you're feeling, and like, don't worry, we're working on it, just to try and hopefully set their minds at ease. Um, and then follow it up in the new year, and thankfully we've been able to do that, you know, we said early January, and we've done it like, in, the, in the first kind of release of January, so um, happy that we could do that. And what's really cool about that as well is like, you can measure that without community sentiment, if you know what I mean. You yep. can just look at data that the, the game reports and go, right, this is how long an average players were getting into a fight. And then you see this massive reduction in the time that it takes for players to get into fights. And it's hugely gratifying to kind of see that number go down because you know what impact that's going to have on players. And so what are some of the things like alongside that that you, you're like continuing to see or that we continue to look at? Because like, I guess it's like almost like the job is never done and that stuff you were saying mm -hmm. that we can continually look at it. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's fair to acknowledge the reports of cheating mm -hmm. that we've seen in yeah. the community um, and that definitely has increased more, more recently as well. Um, it was something, again, going into an update like this, we were aware that there would be the potential for this and it yeah. might encourage this kind of behaviour because you're bringing in ways to be competitive and, and that, that sadly brings out the worst in, in some folks. Um, thankfully, a, a small minority, but it can still affect a lot of people, right? Uh, so the challenge as, a, as an ongoing game, as an ongoing service, and, and any live game will, will have this, right, is that it's kind of a little bit of a war of attrition sort of thing, which is, mm -hmm. as you know, you're always constantly kind of trying to fix and improve things, and, and sadly bad actors are trying to do <laughs> the, the opposite, right, and they're trying to find loopholes, trying to find exploits. And, and as your game grows and evolves, the potential as you add new things is that people can find new ways kind of in and stuff. And I can't talk too much about the detail of it because obviously any information we share is information that people can use, so I can't talk any specifics. But I want to reassure people that we are actively listening, we're actively looking at, um, at this, like we are making changes, making improvements, and also, you know, again, to reiterate that that zero-tolerance approach from us to, you know, any reports that we receive, we investigate, we look at, and as soon as we have evidence that someone is is kind of using something or using like an external program or whatever, um, then like like I said, zero tolerance. Those people will be banned. They will be removed from the service. Um, and you know, we appreciate the frustration and how this can impact people. Um, and you know, obviously, it's for 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 the team internally here. When we see it, we get frustrated, we get annoyed, but we also know for the people that are affected by this live, you know, we've seen we're on we're on social. We see videos. We see kind of the impact it can have and how kind of some people can behave. Again, like I say, it's a it's a minority, but but the impact that they can have is 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 pretty bad, pretty severe to um, to people. And so yeah, we are actively working on this, actively looking at closing kind of any other any of the kind of exploits that we're seeing. Um, but but yeah, we're aware and, and active as, and and working on it as quickly as we can. Yeah. And trying to do it in a very considered way. I think, like you say there, we're, we're, we're all kind of, we all try to be in touch with the community on social media. So we kind of see, we see the discussions, oh, a rare listing, a rare aware of this. Do they care about this? And it's like, of course we do. It's the, it's the game we poured years into and the game that we love right to this day. So I think that bit is frustrating, but we need to be careful around, we need to build up a picture and we need to, 
we can't share specifics for the reason that Joe says, but we, we see it like we see a lot of things. Um, they, they are very much in our attention and we are working forward on that stuff. And also as we look forward and having seen the things that we are working on alongside like, into the future kind of thing, uh, we are continuing to look at, even if it's just like smaller, like quality of life stuff that's coming in alongside some of the updates in the future where that stuff is still things that we want to balance against, things like season eight and, and captaincy and stuff, right? Like for, for, for the future. It often has felt, uh, I think in recent years, that, that there's two ways to approach, I'm talking, I'm talking about with Snare, how we approach developing experiences for Sea of Thieves. And it, it, it is a tricky balance between the stuff that's really exciting, which is adding completely new things like Season 8, like Captaincy, like the stuff we've got planned, the stuff we've done in the past, to the sandbox that people get excited for. And if they've gone away from Sea of Thieves, it's a reason to come back, or it's a reason to just focus on that with their friends. That stuff's always really exciting. But it's a balance between doing things like that, but then also improving the sandbox that already exists. There's just There's so much in Sea of Thieves now you can't see in any one session. You know, the things that we've added, the delicate balance of the economy and how that changes over time, the inflation that you see in the economy because we're, we're adding these new sources and these new sinks to the economy. I think like that in itself is a huge... It would just consume all of your focus if you were just, like, tuning up and tweaking the game as it is today. So we've strived for quite a long time to strike that balance between adding that new content but also making the most of what we've already got. Every time you add a new ingredient into the sandbox, you want to kind of rebalance everything. And we don't always have the time to do that. And we we hear our community say that, like, when, when are we going to go and improve this feature or improve this feature? And and I think I think to kind of share, which I think is, it's, I think is good, is we, we are working with a new um, co-dev partner to ensure that we can give the attention that we want to give to those two areas. We always want to keep adding new exciting features that change the CFE sandbox, but also <coughs> keep on top of any emerging issues in the whole other landscape of the game and making use of features we've already got. So best way to think about it is going forward in 2023, you'll see an increased focus from us on, yes, continue to add new things, but also making the most of the game that we've got, whether that's getting on top of key bugs, that's fixing hot topics, that's quality of life improvements. You'll see an increasing focus on that side of the game as well, which is great. That's what we want to do. I want to speak very vaguely now because this is the podcast, but certainly with an awareness of what's coming up at some point mm. in <clears throat> an unspecified amount of time. There is vague enough. Yeah, thank you. No, it's good. That's what we want. Everyone's trying things with their monitors right now. Um, Stop it. There's, there's definitely some... There's definitely some key things coming that community are just going to be like, this is phenomenal, this is amazing, this is brilliant. And it's not necessarily stuff that we get asked for constantly, 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 but there's always a, there's a bubbling of, wouldn't it be nice if, mm -hmm. or this doesn't feel quite right. And there's definitely some things coming up that are going to change how people feel about certain aspects. So I'm really excited. I've loved previous seasons where we've done those quality of life updates. I think season two, mm -hmm. season five yes. were really amazing updates for the sandbox. And I think it's fair to say there's going to be some similar stuff at some point, I think I think like in the past, like Mike said, it's been it's been difficult to kind of get those types of changes in because we've been trying to push the sandbox and make it so much bigger and better and have all these kind of new systemic changes to the game. But we started experimenting with like a 
this kind of Friday afternoon, engineers can kind of do what they want sort of process where we started seeing a lot of like interesting, cool features kind of come out of that that were either quality of life changes or just little bits of magic that you want in Sea of Thieves that typically would be hard to initially justify on a roadmap, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think season five was kind of a, a product of a collection of those things and then trying to build a bigger release around that sort of mantra of like changes. But I think now that we have the, the new Codev partner, um, it gives us more freedom and flexibility to kind of do more of that stuff in, in the future and, and be more targeted with it as well. Like the Jetson supply barrel stuff that we dropped in December um, just after we launched season eight, you know, where if you take a ship down, all of their internal resource barrels float to the surface. That was actually the Lost Ancients or um, first first release for, for Sea of Thieves. So. And that was like adding tremendous value for PvP battles because and all those changes are flooding back to me now. <laughs> From yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, because like when we launched, it was hard to kind of replay battles because you'd spawn on an island instead of back at the outpost. So you couldn't restart your ship quickly and get back out. So we made it so that when you lost, you went back on the outpost. We made it so that your ships had more stock on by default. Uh, we cheapened some of the, the, the stuff as well. But then crucially, we added that um, jettison supply barrels thing as well so that once you want to fight, you can just steal their resources and dive straight again immediately. So those types of changes are really powerful for players that have played the game for a long time. It just makes the the session flow and feel so much more satisfying to play. They're almost like issues you didn't even know were there. Yeah. But once you fix them and plug that hole, suddenly the whole game just feels like, oh man, how do we live without this? Like that particular jettisoning <clears throat> um update wasn't just benefiting the like season eight content. Yeah. It, it benefits everybody. Because right? yeah. uh, often I've loaded in at an outpost and there's like some supply browser I'm like result yeah yeah free exactly. stuff yeah. <laughs> i haven't got to go raiding and like the way that it just enables you to get straight into a session even like i can't remember when we did it but we did the take all for storage crates like that was season five life changing and you just don't really like you say you don't realize you need it until it's you there can like, go back without it now <gasps> no, you know exactly. what I mean? like if you remove that yeah. you'll be like oh how did we exist with this before yeah. like so i think thinking thinking of releases where on their own, they're little things, but they fundamentally change every experience from then on in Sea of Thieves. Having a, a suite of those becomes really, really powerful, and it changes the game quite fundamentally. So I think for the first season release of 23, season... Well, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Uh, for, <laughs> I think what, what, what we can share about like season nine, which is obviously our first seasonal release of 23 is that when we're going through the plans for season nine and we're going through the slides of let's just recap what's in season nine it's just and there's this and there's it and there's just this exhaustive list of quality of life improvements little niggly things that we fix alongside some you know more headliner things that, that get you to play differently in the sandbox but season nine is going to be really exciting you, you that's where players will really feel that that focus on improving the little areas of sea of these alongside doing a little bit yeah. Stuff as well. So, so our core community, people that play a lot, which will see a lot of yes. that kind of yeah. improvements and the things that have been frustrating them, or kind of that will just like really improve the kind of regular flow. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I think the the other thing as well is when you think about some of the bigger features that we add. We talk about like season like seven and season eight has been these platforms that we build upon and we go and do this stuff. But then we've added like multitudes of other features when I think yep. about just like the Megalodon, for example, mm -hmm. and you add that in. And then later down the line, we have the markers, 
like, and those got added for the ship battles. But then you were like, oh no, like we could put those on the Megalodon, and somehow that becomes then that becomes easier to spot the stuff that's coming yeah. from that. So it's about like sometimes it's good to go be able to go back and revisit those features and go like, what have we added in the past? Like, that, like what have we added since then? Since we put that in that would help make this so much better or rebalance this or do stuff like that. That is just a really good thing to just go and reevaluate some of the, like, the things Every, that game, I mean, players that have been with us since when we launched will remember that first year. And that first year was very much like that. It was adding completely new, the new creatures in the Megalodon, adding new AI crews, you know, new mechanics, but then Shrouded Spoils kind of went back and revisited what we'd done before to expand their functionality. So you think about all the things we've added since then, all of those years of new little systems, new mechanics, there's just, there's new experiences waiting to be unlocked by giving those things the time of day alongside doing completely new things to the sandbox. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, so it's more of a balanced approach to that over the year ahead, I think, right? Yeah, like, it is. Like, yeah. It is, and I think, I think it's fair. Like, uh, some of some members of our community have, have kind of been asking for that as well. As yeah, in, definitely. Go, going back to, it feels like there's so much potential here. Where, where are you going to go back and give this more time of day? And I think we, we want to kind of be more committed to doing that in the future. Yeah. Because as well, there's always, like, when, when initially when, like, you when I see those original pitch decks for whatever season or whatever thing we're putting in, there's always extra that you have to cut off because you're like, there's a, only ever a certain amount of time that you want to put in. So sometimes being able to go back and go, like, oh, we could do that thing that we always wanted to add to that or, or we always wanted to change, but now we can actually go in and do it and we have the capability De to. Definitely. And I think, I think we, we as a team are a little bit more disciplined now with what we add and why because I think you recognise that if we land this core feature, like Captaincy or Season 8, there's huge expansion opportunities in the future that might not seem immediately apparent, but you need that core functionality to land. The reality is, well, you'd want to do both at the same time. It's just not realistic. So we go, well, we can land this now, but then maybe next year we can expand it in this really exciting way. But if we look in the near future as well, so obviously we're, he we're heading towards our, our anniversary. Fifth, fifth, fifth anniversary. We're a toddler. Yeah, we're a toddler. <laughs> no, indeed, five right? five years old is old, much older than a toddler. Like, that's, well, that's like school. Isn't it like five? It. Yeah. I'm so gay. Like I don't realise any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm so gay. I don't understand children. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Returning to reality, um, like the, the actual the fifth anniversary is an amazing moment again, is, right? Yeah. Like first of all, the fact that we the fact that we've got to our fifth anniversary as a as a live service yeah. and stuff, right? And um, is is amazing, amazing milestone. It'd be, it'd be an amazing moment for our players, for the team. Um, but you know, we've got some we've got some fun stuff planned for that, right? Obviously, the well, the next season launches close to it. Um, but yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff in game, out of game that we really want to celebrate it, right? We've got some really cool stuff planned that we're doing as a team, as a studio. That I think for this, and I think it's going to be just a really cool moment in time like uh for, for us and i'm sure it'll be a little emotional as well i think it will be yeah. right when we when we hit that right i think getting right. to getting to the first anniversary was mm -hmm. incredible but i think there's something special about the fifth anniversary it feels far more significant mm -hmm. um uh, and uh, people that have spoke to us shows have probably heard me say this many times but i think the plans we have for the future how excited we are not just to do the things that are more obvious to expand Sea of Thieves, but new ways to play, new ways to expand the game, new ways to 
fulfill that pirate fantasy that we've always wanted. Um, I think we continue to be ambitious as ever. And I think that renewed focus on doing that, what we've always wanted to do, and looking after the features we've already added to the game, fixing exploits, standing on top of hot topics, quality of life improvements, like doing both, I, th I think just shows how over those five years, we've just grown. We've grown even more. And our ambitions, and, um, our ambitions have got even bigger. So It's crazy, like, thinking back to, like, how much we were kind of, like, I guess, kind of, just going out and hoping and wishing that what we were doing was like right and that people would mm -hmm. kind of like go along with it and obviously it worked out and it has been amazing but now you kind of feel like it's like insane how much we've learned mm -hmm. like as you go along that like process you're kind of like oh god I, like how not naive we were back then but like how well yeah. it was our first service game yeah. as a studio right and like we didn't know what we were doing really yeah. like when we went into it to like completely honest. That's a good but, thing, though. But, I actually yeah. think that the, the night, there was, we were all naive. Mm -hmm. But that healthy naivety, I think, has led to us creating something unique. Mm -hmm. It really is. I think we could have second-guessed mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. the things that have become magical in Sea of Thieves if we'd yeah. applied too much experience to it. Mm. Yeah. I, think I think we've learned very quickly, though, as well. Like, and, and we've kind of adapted and, and built year after year and year after year. But, but but honestly, it's like even not just in the game, right? It's in the studio, mm. right? Like yep. your world didn't exist. Your world didn't exist. Like, like at the start of this, before we created this, your your your, your like team didn't exist, and the capability to ship the game regularly, and all of those kind of things that we've built up as a studio it's to like kind an of. Oprah, that was. But you're right. But but it's yeah. like on, honestly, I've, I've been reflecting back a bit as you know, I saw some of the stuff we're doing for fifth anniversary has kind of made me do and actually just realizing all of that that we've built and those kind of strengths and stuff as a, as a studio not you know no not every team has that and any team going in creating service for the time has to go on that journey right and learn all of that um, i think like, to that point I, I love the stories where it's like we released and we sort of ripped up the roadmap and went <laughs> no okay we're gonna do something else mm. and it feels like actually we're in a place where we're still listening to people's wants, desires, but we're no longer on that back foot. Like, mm -hmm. like you say, the, yeah. the, the, what we've got planned is thoughtful, it's yes. intentional, and it's it's really exciting. It's not just a, it's not just. Let's just hope we 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 definitely feel like we've certainly found our feet after over over five years, like like a child. <laughs> um, but it's it's really exciting. Even even the anniversary celebrations itself, like it's one of the things I've been working on quite a lot. And there's a nice look back and kind of touch points with kind of amazing content that we fetched to the game. But then also still doing something new, um, still seeing what we can push, what we can tweak, what we can can do to give players a real celebratory experience. And I'm I'm very excited to get the plans for for anniversary out there. I think March is going to be a, a standout month for Sea of Thieves. So. We've talked about anniversary, and then we're just going to keep moving forward. Is there, is there, what's, what's happening after that? So yes, a exciting anniversary. I think beyond anniversary, that we've got a second mystery planned. Um, that takes a lot of the learnings from the first mystery. Um, you know, looking back on that, lots of things to be proud of. I think if you stayed engaged with a mystery and you're able to follow all the threads, I think a lot of our players had quite a. It felt quite fulfilling and meaningful to finish it, but I think we definitely didn't see... Well, we saw a lot of people drop off. It's quite hard to keep tabs on things. So uh, a much more focused mystery um, that does things a little bit differently. Really excited for it. That's coming 
post-anniversary, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, it kind of has its own window, right? Has yeah. its own, so it's got yeah. time to shine. Yeah. And for yeah. our players, it can become the focus. Yeah. So rather than you know filling a gap where there might have been a gap before, with keeping people focused with a mystery... Um, so you get to follow all the threads. Yeah, because it was like dipping in and out amongst everything else. Yeah. It was like Lost Sands was around that time, wasn't it? I think. Yes, and so, yeah, yes was, the, commu yeah. the community yeah, choice, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. obviously so, we were trying to focus people on yeah. that and get passionate about that while... And then we're like, now remember this. And you're like, what, what was that? Yeah. Yeah. And so, to be yeah. fair, I mean, it, it was... Biased, but I, I love the first mission. I'm going <laughs> to say that. But it was, it was there's a lot, lot of layers to it, a lot of nuance to it, where we want something a lot more focused, um, and a lot more focused in terms of us putting the spotlight on it. So we have, we have that, and then, I guess as we look towards middle of the year and future seasons, um, <laughs> uh, I think I think the only thing that I think is worth sharing at this point is um, our players might have, might have spotted on the roadmap previously that kind of focus on new social options for crews. And with some of the complexity we had with some of our releases, we, we unfortunately had to shuffle things around. But that is, that is a big thing for Sea of Thieves, like allowing people to solidify the bonds with the friends they have, but also people they meet emergently in the world and yeah, a new social focus for the game. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big release coming later in the year that... Much like Captaincy and Season 8 is another one of those. feels like it's the start of a, a platform that will unlock new experiences in the future and you'll see us build upon. And I can't, we can't let it go through this entire podcast without commenting on the new Golden Sand stuff and how amazing that is. Yeah, it's, it it's is gorgeous. It is so, there'll be, I think, well, depending on when this podcast goes out, there's a, there's a, you'll see year, year on year? I hope it's not year on year. Yeah. <laughs> month on month, um, there'll be significant expansion. So the next the next big change is you'll start to see the trading company reps move into their new structures. And honestly, the the gold hoarders gold one hoarders, is something yeah. really special. It's like everyone, everyone internally has called it Gringotts Bank. Um, <laughs> but it's that idea of, like, the in terms of our law, like, the gold hoarders have expanded. They've got all this gold because of the actions of players and now they get to move into this really kind of glorious headquarters on Golden Sand. So that core functionality of the trading companies, the sovereigns are going to get a brand new building, the shipwright, the merchants will have a new area. When that core functionality is finished, which will be done in the coming months, that's when the new name... Oh, I was going to say. ...will be unveiled it's and the... No longer... Golden Sands. It's no longer Golden no Sands. Less sand. No, it's not an outpost anymore. <laughs> and there's no sand. Yeah. Less sand and not, not an outpost. So. so some of our players have noticed a little little pedestal. Uh, there will be a there will be a statue going in there. So next month there'll be a be big a view. There'll be a, it, it, it is actually. It is. It's like uh, no, it's this. It's this with a roadmap with dynamic text, so we can update it. Um, Things like that. <laughs> Rare golden R. Um, it will be unveiled when the name is unveiled, but um, lot, like every month it's going to expand significantly. So look out for, for Gringotts Bank. Yeah. And even, even as someone that sided with the Reefers, obviously, like even I'm moderately impressed with all yeah. the, uh, <laughs> what we've managed to achieve there. No, honestly, it's incredible, right? To, like, so like, like, even, like, like I say, even though I've not got over it. Um, <laughs> the, fact, no, but the fact that this is what our players chose and then to see it evolve like this, I think... I think that, for me anyway, I think 
that just it shows what we're willing to do in that space and so with the future decisions and the future stuff like that what we can go do yeah and, and how we can see it change the world i think it's so cool like i just never would have thought we would have done that when we were like you say back in our naive little world right i don't think we yeah. really kind of um imagined this kind of thing right it's so cool yeah yeah beyond the again call them outposts because they were outposts um whereas now they are feeling much of well, that Golden Sands is feeling much more like a, a pirate port. And I would encourage players to look at the scale of Golden Sands and when future decision points come, that, that's kind of the scale of what we're thinking. So we are excited um, that, and the team's really excited to keep doing things like this. So making our world feel like it's changing all the time. You'll see more of that. Is something... Yeah. Come so, on, hit me. <laughs> no, this is perfect. This is a perfect segue into one of the community questions what we've had from someone called Samuel C. Ford. Um, so for the next podcast, a question for you. Ooh, for um, you. For you. Did you say That's you? Exactly how it's written. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> staying faithful to the source material. So how, how soon shall the King of Flame be back on the sea? Um, will it be a week or two or three? King or shall pop. the war cometh before he shall a new maid be? So, <laughs> you see why I've you committed to that. <laughs> yeah. I've got some experience with Shakespeare. So. <laughs> yep. So yes, he's back. Flameheart is back. So we are taking the approach of rather than doing little teases here and there, we've kind of been doing that for a while. We want to do something more meaningful. So thinking of adventures later in the year and future content, we will be doing something a bit more meaningful with Captain Flameheart to make sure, well, he's back in the form. And it's kind of interesting how we got to this point um, with the community being part of it. But he's back to the form that you saw him in the art book and you saw him in that, that early trailer. He's back in full skeletal form, which is really exciting. So giving him the time to shine, but it will happen. This is just my personal curiosity now asking for this, but is this like... Got to submit are, it for the next podcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we saw Golden Sands and the world changing yeah. with Golden Sands. Is that because obviously we were fighting for the port there, or are we going to see the world changing around Flameheart? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that mean, I think, to be honest, we've gone even deeper on this now with a faction system where you, you are literally choosing between the good and the evil of the world. It's it's the pirate lord versus Flameheart. Flameheart's known back in that pure form. So we want to ensure that the stage of the world changes with his plans for the future. Nice. Yeah. He's got his Flame own roadmap. Flameheart's got his own roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> he looks like someone that stick to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Like, he, doesn't, he doesn't worry too much about his star's health. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't tolerate those. Balance, no, no, no. Uh, don't really think like, well, this is the thing. If, if you're a servant to the flame, you're going to be crunching. <laughs> you are going to be crunching. Your supplies are dwindling. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Yeah. Do, it. Do it. Make it happen. Um, so we've got a few more community questions, um, which I'm going to ask you the first one from Swabby John. Um and it's a it's a one that I think we might have kind of alluded to earlier on in the podcast, which is quite good. So, do you guys have any future plan for doubloons, or should I exchange them for gold? Is it Swabby John? Is that Sprinty John's cousin? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, and I can't excuse this, but I would loop it back to what I said earlier with areas of the game that feel like they could bring more value, but they don't currently. And I think I think doubloons and the economy of doubloons is. It, I think it feels uncomfortable with how long we've had to leave that without giving it attention. But that is. It's in hand. There's going to be a new approach for how we think about 
um, bringing back season cosmetics, um, special voyage opportunities, uh, and how we think about doubloons and doubloons being that special that special currency that unlocks special cosmetics and special opportunities. So that, that's that's coming fairly soon. Um, so yeah, I, I will just say, um, you know, there's the other bit what I've just mentioned, which is bringing back old season cosmetics. I think there's there's parts of those season cosmetics that we want to ensure reward players for being there, like the ones that are branded, the sales, the tattoos, the titles. Um, but for some of the kind of hero items and some of the uniques, we do want to bring those back. It will always be more advantageous to earn them in the season, um, but they will be come back to the Sea of Thieves, and you'll always have a route to go get them. So that's coming reasonably soon. Excellent. Next question is from Davrim. Um, and it's focusing on captaincy. So will logbooks be able to be stored at log off and not become free info or loot? Captain's logs were precious items in history. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair point with, yeah, you've, you've ended a legitimate session, your ship hasn't sunk, but then your logbook is left floating in the water. That is, that is I, I don't think we have that on any Roma, but I, I agree with the point and, yeah, I think I think we'll get to that in time. It's the type of thing we can address kind of as we go it, through the game health as the quality of life stuff. It's like those kind of it's one, like it, that focus. Right? It's one of those. And there's definitely some improvements to the captain's log coming, some of which you'll see in season nine. And I'll I'll, I'll share it, why not? Um so <laughs> speaking of event, you you see it's a good job, you primed me for this. Uh for the captain's log. So one of one of the, the spirit of the captain's log is always it, it it memorializes what you've done. So in that session, where have you been? Where have you accomplished? Sort of the event log of like what you'd write down in the captain's log. So that's a little expansion to the captain's log that's coming in season nine. Happy to confirm that one. Nice. And I think, again, we've got a question from Zach Handing, and this builds again on the captaincy feature of being able to save ship loadouts. Um, could we have an additional feature to save clothing and potentially vanity <laughs> loadouts as an easy way to swap back and forth between different cosmetic combinations? Yes. Yes, and I've previously confirmed that that was coming. And when we think about what are the like the, the top 20 things we could do for the game, that is always on the list. So we want to do it. We get the value of it. Um, it will happen. Yeah, it's quite a bit involved in it, though, because obviously mm -hmm. it's not just like... There's UI. Copy and paste this <laughs> ship bit to this bit. <laughs> no, right? like, yeah, you say, it's yes, not. Services, it's, no, sadly not. Well, no. to be honest, I mean, uh, players are fair to... To, to think that it is a bit more straightforward because that's the way that we approach it, right? We, yeah. Then we then we dive into it and we go, oh, actually, oh. this is this is a little bit more gnarly than we first thought, which means some of the more approachable stuff ends up coming first. Mm -hmm. But it is right there on the list of things we want to go fix or add, expand upon. Lovely. Well, this is the speak now forever hold your peace moment because I'm about to end the podcast. <laughs> so is there anything else? Anyone else wants to... Any little see a teases? Uh, see a tease? I... I, I You've got something else. Uh, there's one oh. thing I want to say is that we, there's something that we're doing for anniversary, which we've not done before, and is a really unique, quintessentially like dorky, wonderful Sea of Thieves idea. And I'm so excited to see it go out. Our environment art team have done something really special. Um, and I'm going to leave it there, but it's one of the things where I look at and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so cool. And um, I also don't think any of the game's done it either. And it's a really special thing that's going to be super celebratory. And I'll... Zip there, Threading the cool and dorky line, kind of <laughs> line. Yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Love it. I love that phrase, dorky. What a great word. Yeah. Word, of, word of the podcast. <coughs> Do you want to share any? Andy, yeah. What's your favourite quality of life improvement coming yeah, to tell season Tell us, Andy. Nine? Tell us what it is. Um, but one chip. There's so many. There's so many oh, coming for, yeah. for for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many. Of your favorites. No. Remember not to tell well, too much. Not to tell too. I can't say exactly what it is. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, there's a, 
Oh, that, that somewhat restricts me. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess a lot of the quality of life things come out from a combination of what? Hello. Uh, from the part, the partners, the. Um... <laughs> I feel like I would get closer and closer as I get more and more nervous about saying that. <laughs> um, a lot of it comes from like the, the partners, the insiders, the general kind of community, whether that's like Reddit, Twitter, wherever we can kind of collect information about like bugbears with the game and how we can improve it. But then a, a ton of that also comes from us kind of playing our own game in the evening and you just have a draft email open and you're just writing, <laughs> I want to change that, I want to fix that, I want to improve that, this could be better, this could be slicker. And that process kind of happened with one particular thing about nine months ago, like right in the depths of like season eight. And you got to play an experience with me when I'd kind of like prototyped a difference to like an, an experience to try and make it more fun and, and engaging for smaller crews. Um, and that, that, was, that was something that was that was cool, but we didn't get to kind of finish it off because it was just a prototype and, and hopefully we get to, you know, complete all of that and get that ready for for season nine. I think that would be a big, a big, big change and a big win for a lot of our different players. And then there's a there's a bunch of other stuff around, you know, like the types of things we spoke about with like, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, um, you know, like taking things into the storage crates quickly or whatever. There's like a bunch of like different convenience things that I think are coming that you'll be like, how did we not have that before? Man, that, that's so much better than, yeah. what, than what it was. There's like, there's a bunch of those. Um, I could think of like, th like three big areas already that will just like change every single session. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about them as well. But I think what you, what you said there, giving solo trying, player... It's hard to tease no, that, right? But, like, but like, you, do you know what I mean? There is a focus like, there, which yeah. is like giving solo player just a little bit more love. Yeah. I think when we launched the game, it was the spirit of... It's all about the galleon, it's all about four players, and there is a sloop, but... It's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. hard for you. And I yeah. think the responsibility we've got is open up solo play to more players, make sure that that is a valid way to play. We see it in data. Just because players play solo doesn't mean they don't play with their friends on a galleon. It's just an option when your friends aren't online. So solo play, you know, five years in, needs to be a legitimate way to play a game. But without taking the prestige off players who play with their friends and they do activities that are tailor-made for them. Um, so I think, I think solo play will get more and more of a focus, both from a perspective of exploits, balancing concerns, but also opening up more content for them yeah. so they can play some of the stuff we've already built um, and they can feel like they're actually can take part in it and enjoy it yeah without having to basically like speed run it or do some strange activity to try and feel like they can be competitive so yeah, yeah, yeah. lots more focus on solo play so that's an enjoyable way to enjoy Sea of Thieves for me John back oh. to your question no so for me like one of the things we're planning around anniversary it's out of game um, something that we're doing that I've been kind of looking at and involved in and stuff but like um i think it's going to be really emotional for a lot of us as a team and i think it'll be emotional for a lot of our early kind of folks one, and yeah. stuff but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no but there's like you know yeah. to, to help celebrate it and stuff i think there's some yeah i think it's um it's, it's cool so um i'm really looking forward to that as well yeah. Yeah. i think a lot of yeah and i think a lot of our engaged players will, will really awesome. find yeah. it cool too so. yeah and some Something we've been excited about for mm -hmm. years. Yeah, like, yeah, for, for, yeah, for the chance, much. Yeah. Yeah, chance yeah, yeah, to be yeah. able to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. it's nice to come out on that number five when we're a toddler. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 Sticking to it. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, it's been it's been cool. This one. There's like lots of stuff. Well, obviously, re recapped a lot of stuff and excited for what's coming in the first half of this year. But. Um, 
we will be back to hopefully doing this. I, I say this every single time. We're doing it on a regular basis, and then it's like never any specific amount of time in between. But we will be back. Um, so put on your hashtags, uh, sort podcast into to Twitter, and Christina will be like scouring through the internet. Personally scouring. Personally. Yep. And not even just, not with a program, literally just scrolling through Twitter every single day. That's what it is. And, and yeah. I'll make it my sole job soul for the job. next until the next podcast. Yeah. That's like it. you and TikTok, isn't it? Like me and TikTok, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <Next>. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so many recipes <laughs> and still can't cook. Uh, so uh, remember to subscribe uh, on any of the podcast apps or on, on YouTube um, to see when these pop up or all the other amazing content that we put out there. And yeah, thank you very much, everybody, for your time uh, here today. And thank you, everybody, for watching. So cheers and goodbye. Bye.